I thought, well, this is this is strange. I mean, somebody um, is actually, you know, talking about some secret CIA mission to alter Catholic doctrine, and how. And I, I knew who John Courtney Murray was. I <clears throat> I already kind of looked at him as one of the one of the black hats at Vatican II, but I didn't I didn't know of these uh, deeper connections, a sort of more sinister backdrop to the story, or background to the story, and. I thought, well, this almost sounds fantastic. Well, then I got the book. <laughs> I started reading it, and I Excellent. looked and I looked at the at the footnotes, and I looked at the 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 the, the, the things that you cited, and you went from from not you didn't just go to regular libraries, you went to archives in, in various institutions, various government libraries, uh, presidential libraries, these these sorts of you know kind of things that that strike the the average person who 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 for whom a trip to the library is a big deal as very esoteric um so i I was really impressed you obviously did your homework i mean that that's a probably a serious understatement how long did it take you to write how many years were you researching uh researching and writing it took about seven years one of the hardest things you have to do is rewrite it and and uh because the book was actually twice the size of what you saw here but i wow. had to cut it down quite a wow. bit wow well i can tell you it's it's well written too i mean sometimes people read these books that they've massively researched and then the effort gets um gets compromised because the writing isn't that good but but you're a good writer i mean you it, it, you tell a story and, and 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 you don't just tell a story you tell the truth it's a history book so um well thank you very much brother i appreciate it a lot great i'm so glad that well, you enjoy it very much and i'm still enjoying it now the the uh what, what i'd like to do because there is so much ground to cover i figured when i start if i started with the questions uh the specific questions about um the what is the american proposition in the title of the book and so forth which could take a uh, quite a while to, to talk about what I thought I'd do, and you agreed graciously uh, to do this right before we started recording, is to to throw out ten names and ask you to give uh, a brief, brief thumbnail of each of these people. Because what's going to happen later on, at least I, I assumed what would happen later on, is that you would drop names and the audience might not know who those people are. So this is sort of a dramatis personae. You know, this is sort of a list of all the main characters. So um, first we start with Henry Luce. Well, I, I think your approach is really very good. And, and what I would like to do is, uh, in the middle of the book, there are some photographs. And uh, I think I'm going to walk along those names. That's because perfect. then people can see the, the key principal players here. But Henry Luce um, is, or was, I should say, uh, was the founder of Time, Inc. Uh, he, that published... Uh, a number of very important influential magazines to include Time Magazine, uh, uh, Life Magazine, um, uh, Fortune. Fortune Magazine, and also Sports Illustrated. And um, he was originally born in China, and his father was uh, a missionary, a Presbyterian missionary. And Henry went to Yale. And uh, he got the support of other Yaleys, and he took off with this magazine in the mid nineteen, early nineteen twenties, about nineteen twenty three, and he pretty much ran the magazine till he died in nineteen sixty seven, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. shaped the opinions and the values of, uh, you know, forty some years of Americans and other people around the globe, and one of the big areas he was very interested in. 
um, that he uh, talked about, they say almost every day, was the United States Constitution, which is a system of social organization. And he was always uh, talking up the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution as the best way for society to be organized. Now, of course, he lived uh, between the First and the Second World Wars, and then, of course, in the Cold War, and he had a huge impact in the Cold War because his organization um, worked very closely with the Central Intelligence Agency, or the CIA, in several areas, and uh, he himself was a confidant of a number of presidents. He was regularly briefed on what was going on in the White House, even the Cuban Missile Crisis from October 1962. He was given a top-secret briefing. So he was in on what was really going on. He had he was tied to the elites of the United States, states not just the um, not just the political elites, but also to you know the business elites. But he was a media giant. He created this whole idea of newspeak and uh, had a, a huge influence on the whole news reporting uh, industry. Was he was um, was he a bonesman? You said he was a Yaley, but was he a bonesman? Was he in Skull and I Bones? I believe he was. Yes, I Be believe he was a, a Skull and Bones. Because the the, uh, the the I mean, a lot of the early CIA guys were bonesmen, right? Isn't that? Um Kind of they were, they were, and they were also wasps. They were yeah. uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. These were guys who had gone to the Ivy League schools, and they came from a certain social strata uh, in this country. Generally, it was the upper class, and they kind of stuck stuck together. They formed the OSS. They had some help from Wild Bill Donovan, a Wall Street lawyer. But what you see, especially in Luce and C.D. Jackson, Charles uh, Douglas Jackson, who died in 1964, you see the Troika come together, which is the media, the intelligence community, and the financial community. Okay. They all came together. Now, okay, so why don't we, why don't we go to C.D. Jackson then? Can you give us a thumbnail of him? Certainly. He, was, um, he died in 1964. Um, he was born in 1902, I believe, and he was one of Lewis's chief lieutenants. He was in the OSS. He went between Time, Inc., and uh, the CIA and telling the Department of Defense how to set up its um, doctrinal warfare program, its psychological warfare program. Very influential character, very important character. Um, when, uh, when, when Kennedy was shot in November of 1963, uh, he had his guys on the ground uh, getting uh, this Zapruder film before anyone else. Uh, and he was ultimately the guy who took custody of the Zapruder film. And there have been some claims about that film not uh, entirely showing the shooting of Kennedy. But Douglas uh, Jackson, Charles Douglas Jackson, C.D. Jackson, was crucial um, because he coordinated this um, apparatus of psychological and ideological warfare in now, large measure. He, he's the one that coined the, the, the term that's used in the title of your book, uh, or in the subtitle, rather, Doctrinal Warfare, right? Well, he was involved in that. Uh, I think the person actually who coined that term um, and who really ran with it was Dr. Char was Dr. Edward uh, Lilly. Um, okay. And who, who, who uh, was Edward Lilly was a Catholic. Yeah, he was, and, at, he was at CUA. He was at Catholic University, right? 